gentlemen. Raymond. I thought you said you could fade it. Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't have enough time. Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean you have time? You have all the time in the world. Sorry. No, I don't. I live a very busy life, Richard. I know. I, yeah, I have yeah. two kids. I have lots of activities. I'm in the I gym know. most of the time. Before the gym. <laughs> Look. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to try to, like, to gain sympathy. Don't lie directly to my face. <laughs> I apologize. Apologies. Who, I'm sorry. Who? Uh, who is your uh, Peloton girl again? Ooh, Kendall O'Toole. Kendall O'Toole. O'Toole? That's racist. Oh, uh, no. Tool. Tool. Yeah, Tool. Just Tool. I think she dropped the O. Yeah, when she <laughs> came. You saw, did you look at her? Did you uh, Google that? Uh, well, I, I I'm a Pelotoner myself. I didn't <laughs> want to tell you because I didn't want to like get a fucking request. Well, now you're lying directly to our wow. You're gonna start off with that. That's, that's a bold why you're such a, That's why you're such a miserable. Oh, hold on, Richard, just so I can uh, put this on here uh, for the language. You're a cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask this. So uh, this is our first live show. Anyone watching, uh, you know, nobody knows we're live, so no one's watching. But uh, anybody that watches this uh, normal time on Friday, um, how quickly do you think we get kicked off of this thing? Uh, pretty fast. I think, well, well yeah, I, I mean, we could we could make it a one and done thing. We could go out with a blaze of glory. I mean, no, we just put the disclaimer out there. We're good. We're fine now. I mean, we should have just, this should what just be one, one big spirit walk of truth and just bring all the yeah, big hitters. Just, it back. just run them back some of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some real heavy ones. Now, Bobby, uh, I noticed a new, new new room for you yep. uh, again with your uh, Civil Minds logo, a real sharp looking Civil Minds logo behind you. What what exactly is that? That's a fat head. It's a, you got a fat head of the Civil Minds logo. Absolutely. Yeah, that That's fantastic. Now, Ray, did you, did you get one of those from Bobby? No, I sent that to him. You sent that to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold a fat head right there. Mine must. My I guess mine must still be in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need it. Your room looks great. Yeah, I your room looks great. Right. I don't. I don't know need... where you would put it though. Where would you put it? Right? I'm not going to critique this at all. I'm just going to say that it looks like shit right there behind that shoulder of yours. I would put it right directly behind your other shoulder where the camera is centered. Well, it's don't, just don't do it now. It's adhesive. You can't do it. It's gonna take the paint off the wall. It would also yeah. really fuck up the whole like bland Bobby thing, seeing as the camera is yeah. pointed directly at a blank white wall with you off center. Whatever. I'll get control back this of this fucking is, show. I'll get control one way or another. I'll get you control. Back. <laughs> listen, listen, what I tell you? Because you lost the podcast, you're not gonna take over my house, McVee. I'll get one of those fucking rooms, Vine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rooms, what do you say we throw it over? Uh, we start the show here with some opening takes. The Simple Minds Sports Show, first time live. Um, I'm supposed to know what, Ray, producer Ray. What uh, uh, sports fluent network? What 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 network are we on? Yeah, now? sports fluent network. Yeah, that's it. There's no way that's right. I think uh, it is. Sports okay. fluent network. Yeah, there's no fucking way. It's right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's right. I feel so out of place. Generally, I'll, I'll give a click and put it on a solo screen here for the opening takes. I'm pretty sure Ray doesn't know how to do that. So just going to be. Oh, he does. It's, on, <laughs> it's just on you. Oh, yeah. Hold, hey. on. hold on. Hold on. All right. Throw it over to Bobby McDaddy there. Nope. Just on you again. Me again? Okay. God, you're an idiot. Look up daddy. <laughs> you just noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're oh, split oh, with, now we're split in three. This go. is going great. There we go. <laughs> Click on Bobby. Click on Bobby. It's Bobby's opening take. I'd like Bobby to give us an opening take, and I'd like the screen to showcase Bobby. That's all I'm looking for. It's Mac Daddy. Fuck it. Go, Mac Daddy. Go, Go. Go Mac Daddy. 
So I'll tell you what, this Super Bowl matchup is not good if you're a New England sports fan. Let me tell you why. No matter who wins, it's a lose. Either the 49ers get their sixth Super Bowl, oh, that's tied with the Patriots, what the fuck, or Mahomie gets his third, and then we're going to have to deal with Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, the best duo ever. We're going to have to go down that road with the comparisons. So this is your classic lose-lose, and no matter what, we'll complain. So, um, yeah, that's great. That's probably exactly what we want. Yep. Um, I had that thought too. A lot of, lot of talk on the Mahomes and Brady and, uh, you know, title of the show here, Mahomes is, is not Brady. And I got a lot of thoughts on that. Um, but people are not talking about that 49ers Super Bowl. If they get the win, that's a tie for the most mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowls ever for a franchise, Steelers and Pats. So. so no matter what, the Patriots legacy takes a hit skis with this Super Bowl. I mean, I guess you got to be real insecure, butt hurt to be worried about that kind of shit. But you are the Mac Daddy and Ray. You know, I was talking about Ray. Yeah, I, I feel that way. Speaking of butt hurt, Ray, why don't you give us your opening take? Uh, thank you there, Richard. Uh, All star game for the NBA is uh, the reserves got announced tonight, and uh, our boy Derek White did not get on to the All star game. I think that's a huge snub. Uh, Julius Randle, who's currently hurt, has got over him. Also, Pablo Penchero from the Magic is on there. I mean, Derek White is having a All star type season. He should be rewarded and get the nod, but yet he gets snubbed. So. That's uh, I'm feeling for Derek White right now. And thank you for sending Richard his fat head in the mail. That was that's excellent that he has that now. Yeah, yeah thanks, Ray. Um, the NBA All Star Game. Another thing I don't give a shit about. Um, I'll give you. Uh... <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. No, it's good. I'll, you know, right in, right there in the email for the show rundown. NBA All Star Game. Um, I'll give you an opening take uh, off the cups. We've got we got breaking news before the show here for the Patriots. The Patriots have uh, completed their offensive co- coordinator staff. They've hired their defensive coordinator. They have now hired their in- offensive coordinator, uh, something called Andy Van Pelt. Um, he is uh, not a child. Crafts kindergarten. Just got a, a notch up in the belt. He's in his fifties. Uh, he's overweight. He looks like a football guy, and he's got experience. The overwhelming and instant reaction. Was negative from you two, you clowns. Our whole our text chain, the uh, the, the Boston, clown. Boston sports media, just immediately. Oh, this fucking guy. Fuck this guy. This fucking guy sucks. Like, who else? Who who do you want? Name me the guy that you want. Bobby's been screaming about completely rehauling this whole organization for months, for more than months. You've been wanting the tight pants, uh, new offense guy, or just something that looks different. You're bringing in a guy that's going to run a zone offense scheme. That's a wildly different. It's not McDaniel's. It's not Nick Cayley who's coming back to the Patriots. It's someone brand new, brand new for your offensive scheme. But yet still, he blows. He sucks. He blows. He's fat. He sucks. I never said he was fat. That's what you said, because you're a judgmental cunt, okay? I just said the higher blows. You're making fun of him personally, and it shows a lot about you. Look, I mean, he's fat. That's a fact. (laughs) Whether whether he sucks or not. He used to be an NFL quarterback. He ballooned. Yeah, not that long ago. Well, He doesn't doesn't have a Peloton. He doesn't. He must not know Kendall O'Toole. Uh, speaking of fat and blows, uh, this is the Simple Mind Sports Show. We'll be talking about Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady. NFL Championship Sunday, I want to talk about that. I'll give myself a little toot-toot. Nobody's winning these games. It's all losers out there blowing games, except for maybe Mahomes, the only guy, the only winner left in the NFL. I want to talk about Championship Sunday. I want to do the Mahomes-Brady thing, get into the Patriots' state of affairs and their hires and how they're handling the offseason. 
Um, a little Celtics chat. Might as well talk about the All Star game, seeing as Ray brought it up and no one gives a shit about it. Uh, a classic Would You Rather, because uh, you guys were all lazy today, brought me no segments, so I had to pull out my Would You Rather hat. And uh, Simplest Minds of the Week. I'm hot. I'm hot today. I'm hot. Now, do we have a uh, segment breaker for the uh, opening of the show? There you go. <laughs> it's just it's just us staring at the screen with music. Well, we gotta get videos. I'm sorry, this is new for us. Okay, day one, day one. We gotta yeah. work out the kink. Maybe you could have been on the call with me. Nope. Maybe I could have been told there was a call. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, uh, you're welcome. We are particularly uh, fancy looking tonight. Uh, Bobby got a fat head that uh, disappeared, I guess. No, you have it now. Yeah, no, you have it. You're welcome. Oh, it's a fancy little logo. You tricked me there. <laughs> yeah, you fell for it. Yep. <laughs> it was... I'm sicker, you yep. idiot. No, I'm blinded by fury today. I know uh, you are. Why? What's what? Let's just take five seconds. Why are you angry today? I mean, we don't have to get into the personal business of it all. It's been it's been a hell been a hellish week, and I'm um, coming towards the end. Is it uh, me though? It was it any of us? No, I mean. There's a big thread of you just constantly needling me, but what you never do is help. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I never will help either. Yeah, you're not a positive. No. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube Live, can we tell if anyone's watching on YouTube Live? I'm guessing no. We got two people in here. We got two watchers. Hey, welcome. Uh, send, <laughs> hey guys, what's up? <laughs> throw something uh, in the chat so we can talk about it. Make fun of us so we can. Uh, I can get more angry. Uh, if you're listening on your prefer preferred podcast platform. Uh, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your friends, as always, tell your mothers. Um, all right, let's start NFL Championship Sunday. Ugh, Wild. Depressing. You didn't like it? Depressing. I don't want the, I don't want Kansas City in there. I want I wanted Lamar Jackson. I wanted the Ravens. I wanted something. Detroit Lions. That would have been a very good story to see. But now we get Mahomes and we get the 49ers. So. God, you're such a butthurt Patriots fan. Uh, let's start 49ers-Lions in this game, which I thought was uh, more of the, the uh, more egregious of the two. 34 to 31, uh, Lions lose. They had a 24 to 7 lead at halftime. Dan Campbell taking all the heat on this for his decision making in the second half. Um, the two fourth downs, obviously, but there was a third terrible, terrible uh, decision making uh, coaching call in there as well. Let's run through them and uh, get your thought on it. So that, that <clears throat> the first one is the first fourth down. Uh, you come out of halftime, you got a three score lead. 49ers go down, get themselves a field goal. Lions march right back down the field. You got a fourth and three or two, uh, and they decide to not kick that field goal, go back up three scores. They go for it on fourth down. Jo uh, Josh Reynolds drops an easy uh, pass to pick it up. However, opens the floodgates to uh, to doom and gloom for the Lions, an absolute fucking meltdown from there. Um, helmet catches, fumbles, terrible penalties, um, all stemming off the one call to go for it on fourth down do you give uh campbell all the blame there bobby or what was your initial thoughts on and what did you watch the game live or did you just catch up with it or what was no, your i did watch the game yeah i mean m my initial thoughts are yeah meathead cost him the game he uh he got a little tight there they clearly came out with a very solid plan every play that they were running in the first half worked even the ones that didn't work worked then the second half came 
and adjustments were made and the game got tight and they they let it all float away. I thought that when I heard that uh, Ben Johnson was staying, I was like, wow, they're actually going to fire Dan Campbell and promote Ben Johnson and then Goff Goff, which I still think should be on the table because I made the argument, okay? Because well, in yeah. the end, Campbell lost it and then Goff wasn't good enough to save it. And I don't think, as a, as a side note, the 49ers look like a poorly coached team. They look like a bad coach team. Go on. They've gotten blown out in the first half of their two playoff games and have just barely squeaked it out in the second half. If they come out that way against the Chiefs, there, there's no way they win the game. There's no way. Well, I mean, the Chiefs only put up 17 points in that that game too, none of which, in, you know, Mahomes didn't have a touchdown in the second, second half. But we can get into that if you want to. I'm not, I wouldn't put that game on golf. He put that ball in Reynolds' hands twice and the kid dropped it. And then after the game, he says, shit happens. Like, that dude, I'd Reynolds Reynolds. That dude's not a competitor. Oh, yeah, another free agent on the Patriots. Uh, yeah. uh, top of the Patriots. He's a born too. replacement. <laughs> you see coaches now like gambling now more than you see like with the old coaches. Like you'd have like Bill Belichick. You never see him gamble like that. Well, he did with the fourth and two, but you know what I'm saying though. Like these guys are just nerds, right? Of- you know this. They go by spreadsheets. That's what I'm saying. Like, is the nerds taking over like full force now and like being like, oh, you have a. 67%, no, 69% chance to make yes. this play. Yeah, sorry. Uh, to make this, uh, why don't we go for it here? You should do this zone read, right, blah, blah, blah kind of thing, you know? The fucking dorks released it as a statement. The Lions. Oh, what? Sorry, where did it come from? Maybe it was the ringer. I don't know. Someone released it that it was a good call, backing up the call to go for a fourth down. The first one, literally, I have the percentages. If they made it on fourth down, they had a totality of an 86% chance to win that game. If they didn't, they had an 85% chance to win that game. So the dorks decided that it was worth the risk, the 1% risk to go for it on fourth down. And But the other thing that you don't take into consideration, you nims, poops, is it's 50-50 to get that fourth down. It's a 75% chance to hit the field goal. So you mitigate the rest, kick the fucking field goal, go up by three scores with a quarter and a half left. And to your point, Bobby, um, you know, the 49ers look lustless and listless and like they didn't want to be there. Uh, keep put, adding the pressure on them. You have the lead on the road. <laughs> going keep up three scores, points. almost it, just like you put it, going up three scores. It puts all the pressure on them because then it is a legitimate three scores. It's over 16 points. You can't even just get it with two and the two point conversions. So they, that that mentally weighs on a team saying that we're really like we have to score on every possession and stop on every possession. But that stop, it also swings the full momentum to the 49ers. Yeah. And then the second fourth down is just inexcusable. I mean, now you've lost the lead. You've completely collapsed. Somehow you find yourself in a position to go back and tie the game and you go for it again. Like, yeah. I don't know if that one's the nerds or if that one's like a true meathead. That's like, a meathead move. Put That's my head definitely. through the wall. Yeah, let's fucking do this. We failed the first time. Let's fucking do this now. Were you with me in a – I forget what college you were at, but uh, Joe Carroll, uh, his one mission of the night was to put his head through a, a, a <laughs> the wall of a of a bathroom. But it was one of those old three-paned, like really solid doors. Plattsburgh. Were you Platt- there? I think I was. <laughs> I think I was. That's, how else would I remember this? I don't know, but like that's also what it, did that's, this at your parents' house. Well, yeah, he did a lot of uh, headbutting, but that's the first thing that came to mind. He just took all night slamming his head against his fucking oak door. Never got was through. Was that the same bathroom that uh, he had relations with that woman as well? 
I can't speak to that. Uh, <laughs> either way, just kidding. And yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, either so way, it was definitely if... Plattsburgh. Then we've confirmed it. It, it was at it was <laughs> at the uh, University of Plattsburgh, New York. What happens in Plattsburgh um, <laughs> gets talked about on YouTube. Wonder what that hussy's doing right now. Twenty five years later. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking for Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Where is that? Support for twenty five years. Where's that nice chat uh, if, uh, woman? If you're in the chat that we're describing, please uh, comment. Uh, I'm sorry. I think her name was Hussy. Uh, <laughs> My, oh, that's such a fucking old man fucking term. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I like to think of her travel, <laughs> traveling around the states looking for this nine fingered man slut. <laughs> You can recognize him by the shadow. He's only got one <laughs> finger missing. Um, anyway, poor story. I mean, the Lions, what, you know, if you weren't rooting for the Lions, I don't, I don't know uh, what kind of heart you have. You're the Tin Man. Um, so, yeah, sad to see him go, but they earned it. They lost that game. 49ers didn't win that game. The Lions lost that game. Oh, so, um, Chiefs 17, Ravens 10. Mahomes and Kelsey. Kelsey was 11 for 11, 116 yards. Did the... Does John Harbaugh realize Travis Kelsey's on the field? Mahomes, 30 for 39, 240 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think you could go two ways in this. It's either Mahomes and Kelsey are the story or Lamar Jackson falling on his face yet again when the ball is put in his hands is the story. 50-50 They're both the story, but it's just which one do you think is bigger? I think the Lamar because he's been the darling of the league. He's been the MVP of the league. And I believe his record when the team scores over 13 points is just 0 and 6 in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. Lamar is not the guy that they all thought he was going to be in the playoffs. When the playoffs come on, the bright lights, we all make fun yeah. of Josh Allen all the time. Lamar Jackson, we should be giving a lot of, uh, not leeway, but a lot of uh, shit. Shit yeah. for uh, being a failure in the playoffs. He is a mental midget. Um, I do. For me, the bigger story was the the Chiefs' performance. I mean, it was just classic championship medal. They just went in there. They completely set the tone. Uh, they just made a couple really good plays. Like Kelsey had a couple just real goofy catches. Mahomes had like a, this was like the first drive and like a, some now. good. Yeah, like it, whatever it was, there was just a couple real tone setting plays, and there was just. They made just enough plays and they let the Ravens lose the game. Like they just, the, the, it was just like uh, I mentioned before, it was like classic watching classic Patriots. That's it. Yeah. They just let the other team lose. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are the story because although you know Mahomes didn't get a touchdown in the second half, um, they only scored seventeen points. But it just felt like even if the Ravens did, you know, the Ravens had two end zone turnovers. That dumbass play from Zay Flowers, who oh uh, that was bad has earned tool bag of the weekend or maybe the season for his performance in that. And it was just the guy that, that he had taunted previously that then had him fumble on the one. He I must mean, have felt like a real Ravens, dick. Ravens are stuck in the mud for most of that game outside of that insane play in the first half from Lamar that escaped the pressure and throws the touchdown to, to Zay Jones. Great play. Second half, they're stuck in the mud and they finally get one loose to Zay Jones down the sidelines and then just like classic Ravens dumb football gets up taunts. I called it. You can call it right away. So, oh, that guy, he's getting a flag. That Lost was a 15 yards. <laughs> and same drive extends the ball after you've already got the first down. It's going to be first and goal from the <sighs> two. And he fumbles it. Yeah. Just um, stupid, stupid football. But yet again, still Lamar has the chance to win the game. And 
what was it at the 23 or 22 yard line when he throws that pick into triple coverage? Triple coverage. That was terrible. Terrible just read. Fucking stupid. Like he just has not proven he can win a game. And this has been my knock on him since he's won the MVP. He has not proven that he can win a game and salt a game away with his arm when needed at the highest at the highest point. Uh, Reen, really, there's nobody in the league that's proven that at this point, except for except for Patrick Mahomes. And Bobby, if you keep knocking oh, that fucking you. mic, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drive my fists through these speakers. He's angry already, Bobby. Don't fucking get him going even more. I Bobby, have I may not have sent you a fathead, but I sent you a goddamn mic stand. Use it. Bitch. Generally, mine's up your mother's right ass, here. Ray, so you're lucky I have my... Uh, <laughs> Ray, uh, what are you... Uh, well, you got your thoughts on Lamar. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know where you go from there. Does the Lamar have a higher ceiling? He was playing at the top of his... Sorry, we have team. a comment. Uh, user, uh, the person commented saying, Bobby, he likes holding that round object in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine makes me feel good. Um... <laughs> completely off track i'm sorry any final thoughts on those games before we get into the mahomes mahomes is not brady the whole Ravens team is an organization they just came out tight and played that way the whole game but uh, are you concerned ray is is your butthole your patriots uh, tight butthole her butthole syndrome more concerned about patrick mahomes and the and the fake god fucking damn it bobby and the fake uh just put it in your mouth, Vine. Jesus Christ. Ah, Christ. Uh, and the fake, it's okay. It's not going to change. I'll, I'll stop yelling at you the rest of the show for five minutes of the rest of the show. Um, are you, is your butthole more hurt about Patrick Mahomes fake uh, approaching Brady's legacy or what Bobby brought up that, look, the 49ers, it's going to be number six. You're going to be on top of the league with Pats and Steelers. Mahomes, because the Kansas City Chiefs fans are uh, just insufferable human beings. I hate how they already think they have a dynasty down there when they don't. I mean, you have to be – you have to – well, they have to have eight wins. Patrick Mahomes has to have eight Super Bowl wins. That's how he has to be the GOAT, and everyone's already calling him the GOAT. You have to get eight. Yes? Two. I don't think Patrick Mahomes ever will have a true claim to it because Brady always has the tiebreaker. He'll always have that. Mahomes will never get it unless he gets eight or nine. True. Yeah, he did beat him. Um, look, the Mahomes ver- the Mahomes is Brady thing is uh, out of hand for a number of reasons, and I'll give it to you. There's a big you know, many memes out there. Mahomes first six seasons versus Brady's six six se- first six seasons as a starter. Mahomes. Six straight AFC Championship games, four Super Bowl appearances, two wins. Uh, you know, possibly could get his third. Got two MVPs in that in that time. That six season window, technically, you could say is better than Brady's, especially if Mahomes gets his third Super Bowl this year. But for a number of reasons, it's not the same. It's a different era. Brady came up in a, you know, obviously a, a wildly different era in the NFL. He was 199th pick that had to work his way off from fourth in the depth chart to the uh, starting quarterback. Mahomes was 10th overall, walked into an offensive genius scheme with, with Andy Reid. Uh, Bill Belichick was still winning games with, you know, three, 13 passes in the game and uh, winning three, nothing uh, in that era of football. 
Brady won. Brady didn't lose a playoff game. Brady won three Super Bowls before he lost the playoff game. Mm-hmm. That might be the most amazing stat in a long list of, of Tom Brady stats. But I think you guys made the point. Look, there's been a good number of teams that have won two Super Bowls and have had the success, that uh, close to the success the Chiefs are seeing here. Three Super Bowls, 49ers, the Cowboys, Steelers. Nobody did it for 20 fucking years straight. No one did it for 23 years. Brady reinvented their offense three times over. It was the Troy Brown offense, the run first, then it was Moss and Welker, then it was Edelman and Gronk. They, you know, they missed their Super Bowls in the middle, but they did have a 16-0 fucking season. Um, you know, it, no, it, it's going to be nearly impossible for anybody to match that longevity, and that's probably what it will take to get the amount of Super Bowl rings to be considered at the top with Tom Brady. And the little butthurtness that I have on it is if you remember, and maybe this is a Spygate thing or because Belichick was an asshole, but remember when they won against Seattle and the whole conversation around the Patriots where they haven't won in 10 years, you know, they're done. This is, you know, Brady's done. They're not, you know, they're not who we thought they were. And then they win it. And there's still doubts. Like, no, nah, I still put Montana above it because he's four and oh, Brady's four and two. Mahomes mm-hmm. is two and two already. How is he already in this conversation? How is he already in the conversation? Because the NFL needs a face that the NFL they need a face to root yeah. for. They need people to the kids to buy the jerseys for. Like, who else are you gonna have the kids go out and buy those jerseys for? Mahomes gets credit for losses too. Whatever he does is considered an accomplishment. So he got credit for getting to the AFC title of the game, losing the Brady. He gets credit for that Super Bowl that he lost to Brady, but it isn't detracted from his legacy at this point. That is a fair point. Yeah. And, you know, he's not going to match that longevity. Andy Reid's not going to coach with him for another 15 years. We know that's not going to happen. He'll be uh, dead. He'll be dead. Uh, you know, Belichick, you know, had Brady. Severely Brady. inhibited by a stroke. Yeah, I mean, that you're just not the same guy after that. Yeah. He weighs 40 uh, pounds. He doesn't have a Peloton like me and Rich. No. No, certainly not. He's not, he's not Peloton material. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, that's not to say Mahomes isn't great. He's the best quarterback in the league by a mile. Um, it's not even close. He's a winner. It's the closest thing that we've seen since the Patriots and just the way that they can come out and control. They could the just game. keep rattling off Super Bowls. Who's going to stop them? Um, I mean, maybe themselves. I will give them, give them credit for this. I thought for sure that they would take a step back when Tyreek Hill left. And, you know, they've been able to really overcome that. And, uh, you know, uh, get past it. And, you know, Rasheed Rice and Pacheco stepping up, but Kelsey's not long for this league. He had a shitty no. year. He's stepping up in the playoffs, but yep. I wonder if if <clears throat> sniff, sniff, uh, pump, pump, got a little, got a little pump up here before the playoffs. I'm not talking about banging Taylor Swift, Ray. Um, well, would that pump you up, Ray? Would that pump you up? To, yeah. If you pounded Taylor Swift, would you have a better athletic performance after that? I mean, look at this body. I already have an athletic body. So, yeah, of course, that would pump me up right up. I'd be winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl if I was banging Taylor Swift. I feel like you would be sleeping immediately after that. No, I'd probably be eating some DiGiorno stuffed crust uh, pepperoni pizza. After you just go, would you put the preheat uh, before and put it in the oven? And you then always start preheat the, the oven, Robert. It is out in, in money by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Ray, uh, in this fantasy, given this opportunity, uh, yes. if you could rank uh, where you'd get to from a 10 to an eighth grade, uh, where would what do you think you'd you'd land with T Swizzle? Oh, eighth grade for sure. Uh, yeah. My my performance anxiety would get to me way too much pressure. Oh, way too much pressure. 
Yeah. Way too much. And then I'd probably yeah. start singing some songs with her, like being like, oh, yeah, that, that'd be my foreplay. And Taylor's you know, like, yeah, nothing gets episode. me going more than this. Yeah. yeah. You have to spend all night in your, in your PJs on your bed talking about. Uh, oh, my God. It'd be so nice. Yeah. It would. Just get like a nice little, like, you guys uh, are just there talking about there. boys. Yeah. yeah. I'll end it on this. Another thing that I, people are butthole over the Taylor Swift. Get over it. Who gives a shit? Oh, stop showing Taylor Swift in the TV. She's the biggest star in the fucking world. They yeah. show her the TV. I don't know. 10 times a game. Who cares? Who cares? I like it. I like it. Attractive like young lady. She's the biggest star in the world. She's supporting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What a, she's supporting her boyfriend. She's an Eagles fan, and she's donning that beautiful red and yellow for the Chiefs for her boyfriend. That's that's love. That's, that's love. right. That's right. If you don't support love. Get the fuck out. The fuck out. Come on. Speaking of love, sort of the headlines with the obvious one. That Thank was a you. nice one, Ray. I didn't even shit on you for that. I know, I, and I wasn't ready for it because I could have put some music to it, but I'm not. So I'm just gonna go right. Oh to the no! Headline. Put some music to it, you dumb fucking asshole. This is okay. what we're supposed to. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna do dance pop. I don't know what this is. I'm just gonna play it. How's that? You like that? All right, no, perfect. No, we'll just go. Uh, happy Groundhog's Day. There will be six more weeks of winter after I went outside, looked down, and didn't see my penis. Super Bowl 58 is set for Sunday, February 11th, in Las Vegas. For the NFC, it's the San Francisco 49ers taking on the AFC champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Early odds have the 49ers favored by two points, while the over-under is set at 47 and a half points. Joe Mazzula ball is in full gear. The Celtics took on the Pacers Tuesday, and after having a comfy 15-point lead at half, they coughed it right up in the third. With zero adjustments, the Celtics sneaked out a four-point win. Next game is while we record against the Los Angeles Lakers. The NHL All-Star Game break is upon us, and... Uh, there's two Bruins that are in the game, and that would be uh, David Pasternak and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, the Red Sox signed something called Romy Gonzalez, second baseman off waivers. Cool. And finally, on this day in 1970, Pete Maravich becomes the first player to score 3,000 points for college basketball. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Yeah, no one's watching now. That that just made everyone leave. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, that dance pop, you know. Um, Pete Maravich scored three thousand best three thousand points for college basketball. Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I just I got, I got I got very. He did it for the league. <laughs> he uh, it for the love of the game, man. Score three thousand college NCAA. See, I was seeing, I was reading it, but I was skipping over words. Well, you also had that dance pop directly in your earbuds. Oh yeah, man, it was fucking. Yeah. Oh, we got more people back. Thanks to- Patriot State of Affairs. I had this whole thing on, um, you know, their big offensive coordinator search, but uh, I called him Andy Van Pelt at the top. It's Alex Van Pelt. I was, I was again, wondering who Andy. Andy Van Pelt was a pitcher, wasn't he, for the Pirates? I'm sure you're right on that, Ray. You're right on a lot of things. Um, you're so salty. <laughs> I was just blinded, you know, blinded by fury. I still am a little bit. I'm seeing red today. Um, so uh, we can do the Alex Van Pelt. You let's start do the Alex Van Pelt thing. You guys hate it. You, he's a big fat dump. Uh, they're gonna suck forever. Let's hear why you hate the Alex Van Pelt hire so 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 much. And why did they hire him? No one wanted a job, like Bobby said. No one wanted the job. They had about eleven candidates, I believe, and everyone was pulling the when the Red Sox were trying to get a new GM. They're all like, "Yeah, thanks for the invite, but no thanks." But they'd come in there, they'd tell them their little scheme and all that shit, and they just don't want to be there. They don't want to be a part of this. It's a dumpster fire. The offensive side of the ball it looks atrocious. You have to get two tackles in this draft or free agency. You have to get a new quarterback. You have to get a laundry list of wide receivers and two tight ends because 
both Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki are probably peaced out. So yeah, this like going into this would be like if you were dying, Richard, and you needed a heart transplant, and I was the one to be able to give you that heart transplant. Would what would you say? You'd be like, mm, I'm all set with that heart. Probably a little fatty, probably clogged arteries. I'm all set with that. I'm good to go. Yeah, I mean the you life expectancy in the episode of Kramer where Kramer gives him some no, blood. Yeah, hey, you got three pints of Kramer in you, buddy. <laughs> Bobby in the hot mic. Uh, speaking of heart transplants, I got to go uh, get one quickly right now. I'll be right back. Perfect. So, Bobby, why don't you like Alex Van Pelt? Well, because I was promised a young, new vision. And instead, what I'm getting is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, I do think that really he's the only one that accepted the job. They already said that they extended the job offer to Zach Robinson. He said no. Um, it was rumored that they had offered the job to a few other people. They said no. Uh, ultimately, I think they went with someone that is established so they could run and have somewhat of a culture on it. At least the guy has a quarterback background, hopefully can work with a young quarterback and can has experience in running the whole thing. I don't have as much of a problem um, with what they did on the defense. I don't think that's a big deal, but it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's going to be particularly transformative, but it is a clean slate. And I'm sure for this Van Pelt guy, this represented his last chance to get a role like this for it in the near future. And he theoretically sees he could stick around for a little while in this regime. But Stefanski was running the offense from what we've all heard. Yes, Van Pelt had the OC title, but in Cleveland, it was all Stefanski. And his big... Uh, thing to fame for the offense coordinator job was basically Nick Chubb had a great rushing yards. He led the AFC, blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. is this going to be a run oriented offense now? Because obviously we don't have a well, quarterback or we're going to have a rookie quarterback probably behind center. So is this going to be run, 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 and just hope that the defense can do their job and stop the, and hold the other team to 14 points and we win 17, 14 now. I don't think they're going to try and play Belichick ball. I mean, that's what we tried to do this year, and that shit didn't work. So I I just – who knows what if that was just Stefanski's edict saying being because that's the way the best way that they felt to win games. So maybe he came into Mayo with a whole different plan about, you know, this is what I want to do, and this is how I see it in Mayo, and then they discuss whatever their plan for the future is. Yeah. Re regardless, I mean, next year they're going to take lumps doesn't matter what it is. They're not going to be a great team next year. So I was more of the mindset that let's get someone that can grow together, someone with maybe a little bit more potential. Um, maybe this is better for the team because someone like a Covington, who they hired, obviously has potential. He's been around uh, and he's not going to be gone. He's not going anywhere in the next couple of years. So I, I think it was OK to have if they could have hired a young nucleus and they were going to kind of grow together through this process because they're not contending in the next couple of years. No, uh, it's just not happening. So I was just more of that kind of mindset. So I don't know if this hire signifies that they're really going to be more serious about winning sooner than later. I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. You want someone here that's going to be here for the longevity. You don't want someone that's going to be like the next up and coming thing for like a McVay or a yeah. Shanahan kind of thing that's looking for a head coaching job. Like you want someone here that's going to stick it out with Mayo and like build this up kind of like Charlie Weiss did with Belichick. Yep. And that like for when multiple championships, then go off into the sunset and do your thing for like after year six or seven, you know, build yeah. up that resume. But uh, Alex Van Pelt, I believe, is 53 years old. 
if this works out for him, he's probably going to get a head coaching job because that's what the new thing is. If you can make this Patriots team look fucking relevant again, yeah, obviously you're going to have every franchise coming to your front door and giving you a uh, head coaching job uh, opportunities left and right. So yeah. this guy, it could be a one and done kind of thing, or maybe two three years afterwards he's gone. But for now, I mean, we have him. Yeah, I, I mean, now the interesting thing is now that there's the offensive coordinator, how is the rest of the staff going to shake out? Uh, yeah. So offensive lines coach, receivers coach. Uh, Troy Brown needs to be out as receivers coach. The receivers blow, uh, and part of that's on him for how they've been coached. So they need a new one. Uh, they need a new offensive line coach, too. Those positions need to get filled. This guy has a quarterback background. I I'm just going to assume that he's also going to be the acting quarterbacks coach. They haven't said that, or if they're going to get a quarterbacks coach, uh, whatever it is. I don't know if he has a history of developing players, uh, but that that's what needs to happen. But it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the staff is going to round out now. Yeah. Apologies, gentlemen. My daughter had to take a poop. What happened? Everyone poops. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize the monitor was on mute, and then I switched over, and all I heard was, Daddy, I got a boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, sweetie. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, <laughs> thanks, guys. Stellar insight. Uh, they also got their defensive coordinator, Mr. Uh, Demarcus Covington. Uh, In-house hire, first defensive coordinator named for the Patriots since 2017. Was not quite Bill Belichick's thing, giving out those titles. Rod Mayo. Day one, uh, seven seasons with the Pats, Demarcus Covington spent. He is 35 years old. That is several years younger than us. Just keep that in perspective. He was a wide receiver in college. Paid for the Samford Bulldogs. Got a couple quotes here if you'd like. Uh, this is what Bill Belichick had to say about one Demarcus Covington last season. Demarcus does a really good job for us. He coached linebackers, coached defensive line, really understands the entire defense. I'm sure he could coach a lot of different positions on defense. Young guy that's really smart, works hard, has worked with, again, a lot of different types of players, even on our defensive line. The difference between our interior guys and outside guys is quite distinct. Pass rush, pass coverage, interior play, so forth. It's a lot of different techniques to coach. Quote, he's very well versed in the fundamentals and schemes. He does a good job. Really glad to have him. That was Belichick, so that's like, you know, basically blowing him with that, that, that high praise. Yeah. I like it. Do you? Why? Young. Like I was talking to Bobby when your daughter was pooping, uh, pretty much, you know, you, you want a young nucleus that's going to stay here for a while. I mean, this defense is already, like, pretty much hand-given to him by Belichick. There's nothing really you got to change or go out there and fix. This defense is legit. I mean, on your offensive side of the ball, it's a whole different story. Come on. The defense wasn't that bad. They were holding player teams to 10 points or less for how many games in a row? And they yet, were holding the worst teams in the league to 10 points or less. They are a soft defense um, with holes and a uh, an out-of-date scheme, one Belichick scheme. There's some playmakers on there, but they're not – I mean, their second level is fucking slow and shitty. When Giovanni Tavai is your best linebacker, you, you got some oh, work course, to do. Yes. Your safeties suck. When Miles Bryant is, you know, out there banking plays for you, you kind of stink. Um, they got good players. They got a good nucleus. I don't know shit about Demarcus. Um, uh, what's his name? Covington. Covington. He's been with the Patriots for seven years. Um, good tutelage there. 
work with Gerard Mayo. They're close. That's fine. He's never done the job. You want a young nucleus in coaching? Really? We're, weren't we just bitching about this last week that they weren't looking at anybody over 35 years old? Like it, You were. You were, and you have that red in your eyes, so that's why I'm just throwing the fire at you right now. <laughs> just like Gerard Mayo's 37. He's already come out and, and given you the game plan for what they're about to do for the entire season, including the draft picks they're about to take. Now you're bringing another 34, a 34-year-old? A 34-year-old to come in here and run your defense. This is why I'm not that mad at the uh, uh, at the Alex Van Pelt hire, who's 53 and can be an adult in the room. I know Gerard Mayo is like you know the best leader we've seen since you know across the pond in, in 39. That was a Hitler joke. That didn't long, didn't then belong there. Ray, I apologize. Uh, Eisenhower, Eisenhower, who I was talking about in that one. It, I just. I don't know if you want to go a young nucleus here with Gerard May as your head coach. What I'll say about that is there's no track record to go on, and it better work. That's it. The same thing I said about Mayo. It better it's work. work. It's not going to work, though. We all know this. They're going to be terrible. Why are you happy about it? Bottom of the totem pole of dumb. Hey, why not? Because they're going to grow together. <laughs> they're all going to grow together. That's what I'm saying. They're all You gonna just grow. said it's not going to work. But this they're going to grow together. Next year is not going to work. They're going to grow next, together into a big pile of shit. Next that's not year is not going to work. Next year we're going <laughs> like to be a top five pick again. Yeah, it was like so my daughter's here, fucking shit grown in her diaper as she screamed into the monitor for nobody to help her. <laughs> <laughs> Your cheer just break? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fat bastard. <laughs> uh... For what it's worth, Bobby, uh, big support. Gerard Mayo has had got tremendous support from the defensive players in the Patriots locker room, uh, current NX. Um, Covington's getting tremendous support from him. But that's all well and good. But when you're the same age as the players and you're in the trenches with them, what do you expect them to say? This guy sucks. So McCourty had good things. I can give you the quote here. Uh, Devin McCourty, he's NBC now, right? He's NBC. Yeah. Uh, quote, for one, I will say this about D.C., Demarcus Covington, Ray. I sat behind D.C. at all of our squad meetings, and every day he would come sit down. Coach Belichick will start talking. He would pull out his iPad. He turned the light all the way down, and he would be there typing away. Everything that Bill was saying, I think he put in. Uh, he put the time in. Just you could see he was building up his coaching catalog for September, October, December, where playoff football uh, begins. All of these things he was documenting, I knew right there watching him, he's preparing to be a head coach someday, and he's ready to always move up and elevate within. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's ready. You know, the whole the whole league is going towards these young 30, mid-30-year-old coaches. Some of them work, some of them don't. Vrabel couldn't get a job. They don't want the the league said that they do not want retreads this year. That isn't what they're going for. And I'm I'm okay with uh continuity on one side of the ball. They got to redo the entire offense, it's a complete gut job. So at least just to keep the defense, probably the whole defensive staff's going to be back minus Belichick. So it'll literally be the same same side. You got to think no Belichick's come back, right? Like how does Steve Belichick take a step backwards in an organization that ousted his dad? What other jobs he going to take? He can get on the he can get on some staff somewhere. Well, he probably uh, this way he just wouldn't have to move. It's probably just easier for him. He's been a. Uh, and the luckiest coach alive that's never had to leave for 20 years. What career assistant has never had to move his family 15 times? I guess that's true. They did say too. Right now? What's that? Is Rutgers looking for a defense coordinator or anything like that? I'm sure. I'm sure the Belichick is back there. So 
probably have an open door. Uh, I think I did read too. If Stephen Belichick wanted to stick around, his title would be assistant coach. So he would get the uh, assistant to the head coach title. Big. Yeah, he would get the um, uh, judge treatment. Is uh, what judge was following Belichick around, right? Did they mm-hmm. fu- did they straight up fire him or? Uh, I think they had to pay him now because that Giants contract's done or something like that. Well, yeah, isn't doesn't didn't his contract just end? Yeah, like there wasn't like it was just like a one like whatever it was. It was I don't just know. Like but, remaining yeah. two years from the Giants, so he's just not under contract anymore. Yeah, good. Um, right, is your mic on? Because Bobby is about as hot as you can be, and I can barely hear you, and it's driving me bananas because bobby's playing with that thing like it's a black penis right now i'm pretty sure you're going through your computer mike because you sound like an asshole me yeah (laughs) we're only 45 minutes into this yeah well thank you for telling me that now you're welcome uh last points here on the patriots uh we had the senior bowl going on uh no mayo or elliot wolf down there they were trying to hire some coaches uh came out that essentially elliot wolf will be in charge Last thing I read, this is from Mike Giardi, is Elliot Wolf is basically going to get the GM title without the title for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, Interior-wise, interior how they're splitting those duties up, Elliot Wolf is kind of handling the free agency and the pro scouting department, and Matt Groh is handling the college. So Matt Groh and all of his nerds went down to the Senior Bowl uh, to check out these guys. And the reports out of that was nobody knew what they were doing with the offensive coaching staff at the time. Now, obviously, Vin Pelt's been hired. Um, but I also heard some reports from anonymous coaches that interviewed for the Patriots job that said that interview was at the very bottom of the interviews that they took. Just to your point, Bobby and Ray, like nobody wanted that job, whether it was the interview that sealed the deal for a guy like Nick Cayley, who came twice. Oh, guy like came twice. I mean, layup is the, is it because it's live or you're off your game, Ray? I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to figure out my microphone. Do I sound better now or no? No. Um, anyway, so you got Matt Grow down there at the senior bowl, big draft. Uh, you can talk about the coaches all you want, but if they don't fill that roster with some studs, it's not going to matter. Um, any you, you we've we've done the draft talk every single every single week. Uh, a lot of a lot of repeat there. You got any new thoughts on the draft talk, Ray? I know you had a new thought that was basically the same thought I had um, for the last several weeks. Uh, you want to repeat it here? What's your thought uh, about getting Justin Fields? And... Jesus, there he is. Whoa, is that better? Yeah, that better? yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, trade for Justin Fields and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Got it. And then in the second so round, hopefully you get like a someone you can build off of after that. Okay. Um, I am not moving off my plan. I want a uh, franchise left tackle early in the draft. That means you can push back a couple spots, pick up some extra capital, and that's fine. And I want a quarterback late. If that's trading a third for fields, fine. But I'm drafting a quarterback regardless. I'm drafting one late first or early second, or wherever my boy Bo lands, uh, someone in that caliber. He's a bum. I'm getting a, a bridge quarterback. I'm drafting a quarterback, and I'm starting with a left tackle. I get Marvin Harrison as a sure thing as you can as you can find, but left tackle franchise really good left tackles are few and far between in the league right now. Wide receivers feels like you can you can pick them out of a pot. The talent is out there, so I'm taking the sure bet at tackle, building it from the inside out the way it should be built because it's a full rebuild specifically on the offensive side of the ball. 
taking a couple cracks at quarterback, one veteran, one rookie, and uh, I'll find my I'll find my position players either free agency or you know later rounds. I don't think free agency are going to be a lot of wide receivers. They're saying uh, Higgins is going to get franchised by Cincinnati. Uh, Calvin Ridley probably make it franchised down in Jacksonville because you know what else are they going to have down there with Zay Jones and shit. So I think that you're going to see a lot of uh, you're going to have to trade. You're going to have to make some trades to get Cortland Sutton. You have to trade him. You got. I think you're going to get a trade. No problem, Cortland Sutton. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think we're going to be struggling. I think we're going to have another bad season. I think it's going to be another top five pick next year for the Patriots, and you're, you're going to have to address that next year. I don't think you're going to get what you want this year. If you go into free agency and you and you see that you're not going to be able to sign anybody high end, anything like that, does that and you so then you're of the mindset thinking that we're not going to we're not being able to reload how we thought we were. Does that change your mindset going into the pick on number three and maybe that? Does it make you want to trade out more or draft the quarterback more? Or what do you want to do? Does it, how does that change? No, your I'm of the mind that you need a full rebuild and you start from the inside out. And that's with a franchise left tackle for 10 years to protect your quarterback and your yeah, wide I receiver. I mean, a quarterback up top is such a crapshoot. Jaden Daniels, Drake may the, the, you know, the latest report I sent over to you on Caleb Williams and that jets um, scouter ex scout that talked about him being the most fragile mental Mentally fragile uh, prospect that he scouted ever <laughs> listed all the shit. So, no, I'm not taking a top quarterback. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And the only other guy that's worth talking about is Marvin Harrison Jr., who is his. The effect that he will have on a team like the Patriots will be will be marginal at best because of the situation that they're in. So uh, I mitigate as much risk as possible and I and I take a foundational piece that'll continue to help you grow for, you know, for multiple years, not just. What was the problem? What was the problem with the Patriots last year? They couldn't keep the quarterback safe. They kept the tackles were fucking a revolving door. Trent Brown couldn't stay healthy because he was fat. Uh, Michael Wenu was moving her all around the the line, but he's good. But he's good, but I'm just saying, like, there was just a cohesive. No, there was never a cohesive unit there. with fat people? No, I'm fat myself, so I can make fun of fat people. (laughs) It's part of the luxury I have of being fat. But I'm just saying, like, left tackle would be one of those those positions that you got to – hold on, I think I can mute him. There you go. Uh, uh, left tackle is one of those things that you can just have there, and you can build off of that. And then, like you're saying, work from the inside, and then go on your way out. Because Brock Purdy is not a Pro Bowl player. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he just manages the game. But because he's protected the whole time, he can do what he does. Uh, yeah, which is look like a midget that's get that gets lucky. I don't think you could say that because you're tall, so oh, that's true. Um, I can say that he looks like a midget, so that's for I'm average height in Scandinavia. Uh, I so <laughs> let me just get this straight you've gone, you've moved off of the original take that was mine to now this newest take that that's also mine. You'd like to also take the left tackle? Oh, Richard, I know how I know how mad you are all the time, so I'm just going with you, baby. Whatever you it, want, man. I feel uh, better I'm now. I'm pulling a bill, I'm just gonna agree with anything you say. Let me tell you another reason why the Patriots were so bad last year, because the quarterback was not talking to the head coach uh, specifically, literally not at all post week 12 to the point where your 15th overall pick was not even informed that he would be a healthy scratch for the last game of the season. They are dragging Mac Jones through more mud than I've ever fucking. This is worse than Tito and chicken and beer year. They are dragging this kid through the mud. 
Everybody fucking hates him. Belichick uh, motherfucked him at, with silence for the last seven weeks of the season. Um, and he was just crying into his diapers. Actually, he wasn't. Like, to give Mac Jones credit, you know, the Caleb Williams of the world would have been going to the press immediately. I don't know if that means Mac Jones is a bitch or a pussy or if, be, if he's a professional. I don't know. But they hate that kid. <laughs> Everybody does seem to strongly dislike him. Whatever he is, doesn't work for them. No, clearly he's a bitch. He went to Alabama to ask him how to how to make this right. How do I make this offense better? So that's what. Uh, hey, you're how it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they're not picking up his fifth year option, and uh, but last I saw, uh, fifth round pick is is what you could expect for Mac Jones if they wanted to move on from him. Sold. Take it. Take it and run. Go on, take the fifth round pick for him. That's amazing. <clears throat> yep. We could turn that fifth round pick into a guard. <laughs> Another guard. Another Cole Strange. Uh, all right. Let's take he a said, look. He said, he said fifth round, not a first round. My bad. Uh, you got some jazzy music. Is there anything you can put on the screen instead of just us staring at it and listening to uh, jazz funk pop for this yep. quick break? Yep. Ready? Yep. Thank there you. You're welcome. And we're back. So I can we'll add, we can add more of these. So like, when, when, I got it. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, dry yeah. run. Yeah, it's the first two weeks. <laughs> What's, I've never had that with Ray's mom. No, yeah, no. It's well, That's you got to get there on Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> or Wednesday mornings. Either <laughs> one. It's either the you know pre or post game. Uh, Celtics uh, embrace Missoula ball. A little Celtics talk here. Not a whole lot going on. Middle of the season. Pretty boring in the All-Star NBA. Coming up, yeah. Um, yeah, no one gives a shit about the all-star game. Uh, Derek White got snubbed. That's about mm. it. Uh, Celtics dropped 81 points in the first half, uh, then managed to blow a 20 point lead in the third quarter, able to squeak by against the Pacers, uh, a trend that continues to grow across, across the league. Just unbelievable offensive outputs, two 70 point games from players in the same week, uh, between Embiid and, uh, was it Cat, who also got, what did Kessler, 60 that week? 60. Well, whatever. That story's better because his coach railroaded that guy. Did you see that? No. No. So um, Cat goes for 60. They lost. He had like 39 shots and the next closest guy in, on a team with um, – uh, oh, God. Sorry. Anthony. Uh, my brain just went – Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Thank you. Uh, it was awesome. I love Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. A team with Anthony Edwards, Cat took 39 or something shots – um, and the next closest guy had 11 and he put up 60 and they lost and their coach came out and said, that was one of the most disgusting displays of basketball I've ever seen. <laughs> Preach motherfucker. Yeah. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, he'll be fired shortly. You're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all in the heels on Adam Silver suggesting that the physical basketball of the 90s was gross to watch what and now bitch. claims that the he game is... What a fucking dick. Yeah, much more aesthetically pleasing, says uh, Adam Silver. I ask you, it it's borderline unwatchable between the threes, the refs, and uh, and just the replay and just the pace of the game. It's I don't know. I've, I've had this particular argument with many people, and my number one beef is... 
we grew up playing a lot of basketball and people still around here play basketball. What I always loved the most about it is when we played and then we would go watch the professionals and it looked like the same thing that we were doing, except they're just so much better. It was ultimately one-on-one athletic competition, which they have legislated out of the NBA. Now it's a passing and shooting skills contest. Are you saying when people came and watched us in Raymond High School that they thought they were watching the NBA product? Uh, he's so talking well, about he's talking about CLB Church League basketball. Murder I'm watch. talking about any of it because we were nice. Yeah, we had handmade jerseys and we played on seven and a half foot rims and we were fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, in we were a church in a church uh, parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah, um, uh, we were not that awesome uh, on the high school team. But uh, regardless <laughs> of that, I understand what you're saying, Bobby. There were a lot of big words there, so let me spell it out for Ray. Thank you. Um, it is, um, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a long distance three point shooting competition because everyone thinks they're Steph Curry and want to be Steph Curry, um, and it's not aesthetically pleasing. Um, Adam Silver, uh, Joe Missoula, nobody wants to see you jack up 53s a game and score 81 points in the first half, and the other team score 79 points in the first half. I don't want to see that. I want to see real basketball and defense, and the rules allow for uh, for defense. The officiating has gotten worse. I don't know if this is – officiating seems like it's gotten worse across the all sports. It might be the gambling. Um, there's a lot of statistics out there about how uh, officiating has changed, specifically in the NFL since they've taken on that merger with FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, and the uh, predictability and how it correlates with Vegas. And, you know, you can really get in the weeds and the numbers there. Spirit Walk, walk of Truth, maybe one for uh, down the line, Bobby. The I like conspiracy that. of um, gambling affecting professional sports. Uh, it's not even sports. They're labeled as entertainment so they can get away with that shit. Yeah. And the NBA, I think, has fallen right into it. That and the goddamn replays and the flagrant ones. And, oh, God, LeBron's NBA sucks. Not to I, I enjoyed the millennial I, basketball players fucking it up too. I enjoyed the Golden State uh, Lakers. Did you see the highlights when Draymond and Anthony Davis went for a jump ball? He fouled them with like one second into the game. Uh, Draymond Green hit no, him right in the fucking head. Did he? Oh, yeah. I have a real love hate for Draymond Green because he's such a dick and an asshole. But you know he's one of the only guys in the league that does shit like that, so yeah. it adds to it. But uh, some other points here: Malcolm Brogdon had some comments. The ex sixth man of the year traded to the Trailblazers. I don't, he was asked about um, something and uh, he brought up the fact that these, he didn't feel appreciated from the Boston Celtics. Back off the bench, won sixth man of the year and then was traded. Didn't feel appreciated. He feels appreciated in Portland, enjoys being coached by Chauncey Billups. Left out the part that he got traded for Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, Time Lord to make the money work. You were traded for Drew Holiday. Yep, dude. If you think if the Celtics could have managed to keep Malcolm Brogdon, don't you think they would have? They no. probably would have, but I mean, he's like you said, he was traded because they traded away for someone that's better than you at your position. Well, but look, they traded and it's worked out for them. All right. But they moved on from uh, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, and Grant Williams and replaced those four players with Christoph Porzingis and Drew Holiday. So if you're really, you know, Drew Holiday is the Marcus Smart replacement. Last yeah. year, they ran a team with Marcus Smart and Mark Malcolm Brogdon. 
Don't you think they would have rather had Malcolm Brogdon as their backup point guard than Peyton Pritchard to Drew Holiday? Of course. So Malcolm Brogdon, it's a business, you douche. You had the contract to make the thing work, and you were collateral damage. Sorry, not sorry. Get over it. Not appreciate it. These pussy fucking athletes. It was a it was a business deal. Why so are they so probably, soft now, though? It's probably a hard decision for them. I mean, maybe not. It's Drew Holiday, but like, God, fuck. I'd would, I would take Drew Holiday over Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams any day no of the week. No kidding. By the way, you like, sucked in the playoffs, Malcolm. I get you're injured, but you blew and you came up short. He's still injured. Remember, short. remember how they were trying to move him and they were saying he's going to fail. But there was he wouldn't pass a physical, and they were worried about that. And that was all the part of the trade that they couldn't get him to go. There was a trade already like proposed. Yeah, yeah, for the Clippers. That, Plus, yeah. he just yeah. always looks sad. He just has a sad mopey face. Very sad. Uh, lastly here, my favorite uh, piece of news from the NBA is these players. Speaking of bitching, there's a little real bitch fest for the NBA this segment. Um, the likes of, well, I, I haven't heard Embiid bitch, but this is what prompted me uh, kind of looking this up and going down the rabbit hole. Joel Embiid with the new rules, the new participation rules, they have to play seventy, about 79%, 65 of the 82 regular season games to qualify for all NBA or end of season uh, awards, awards like MVP. Yeah. Which Embiid is perennially, you know, up for. Uh, this this season, you know, is not different. Well, this bitch bounced out of the game against the Nuggets and Jokic again. They didn't put him put him on the injury report the night of. He bounced out right before the right before the game. The Sixers got fined seventy five thousand dollars for not putting him on the injury report, and now he can only miss five more games for the rest of the year. If he misses six, MVP out. All NBA out, whatever money and contracts that you know, stipulations that has to do with it out. Um, and I, I, love it. I love it, I love it. Yeah, Great you're rule. not gonna get your incentives. I love it. Great rule. Halliburton came out and said the rule's dumb because he hurt his ankle, and now you know what he can't. I guess he's probably he's on a minute uh, restriction right now. Well, just get in the game. It's you know, it's not a minute restriction uh, policy. It's a game policy. No, I'm just saying, like that's why he's bitching because he only could play 25 minutes or something, and that's when the Celtics, when he was playing the Celtics, this coach left him in for 22 minutes, and he couldn't play the rest of the second half. So he what was does that have to fucking do with the, the ambulance? No, I'm just saying, like that's what that's. It's just like one of those other things, like the, the minutes restriction now. Like these players are bitching because they're not getting their incentives. He probably has an incentive deal with minutes. Oh, right. Keep up. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. I'm listening, listen. baby. Tyrese Halliburton was asked about the rule, the participation rule that he have to that because he's missed uh, a number of games because of an injury, and he said that rule is dumb. It has nothing to do with his minute restriction. His minute restrictions still qualify him. He's still I'm in saying, the game. I'm just throwing out. A it doesn't matter that you keep, you continue to say I'm just saying. You can't just say I'm just saying. It's like saying no offense and then wildly offending somebody. Rich, no offense, you're a cunt. You can't just say I'm just saying and no then offense? continue to oh. spill out stupid shit out of your dumb mouth. I get he's on a minute restriction. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay, very good. Other than the fact that he's a little bitch, like Embiid, and yeah. most of the NBA players. You know who does not fall into this list? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has now come had has done a number of interviews talking about I go, I play. You know, there's kids out there. They wear my sneakers. They wear my jerseys. They want to see me play. I feel that responsibility. I love basketball. I go play. Most minutes played in the NBA since 2017. Jason Tatum. So, put a little feather in your cap for your uh, Boston Celtics superstar. You deserve that. Any final uh, bitchy NBA thoughts? Just saying. I'm just saying. Quick afternoon delight. You got that? You got that in the hopper, Ray? 
Uh, hold on, I got an acoustic. Oh. I'm my baby gonna, gonna hold, hold her tiger. Noon delight. I don't want to stand when it's right, it's right. There's something better be about it. I'm a rocket in flight. flight. Boom! Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. God, that was good. That was pretty good. I don't know, Ron. Sounds kind of crazy. Uh, all right. So this is generally where we put a this or that segment in here, but lazy bitch. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Yes. No segments from my cohorts today. So I had to go to the old classic, would you rather? They're not that great. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but we'll see what we can, we can get out of them. Would you rather that for the rest of your life, this includes maintenance, sport a full mustache, or bick your head. Bick my head. Mustache. Mustache. Maintenance, though. You got to bake. You got to bick your head. That's like every daily. day you'd have to shave it. That's fine. Just It's just shaving your face and having a sweet, mustache. sweet caterpillar to rock. Mustaches oh, are sold in right it. now, too, so you're golden. Yeah. Sold. I'm sold. I'll, I'll go to mustache. You know who else is sold? Your mother's ass. Mother's ass, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck her. Asses, uh, big fat ass or a huge head for the rest of your life? Big fat ass. Uh, Give me that yeah, fucking dump truck, baby. Big, big fat ass, yeah. Give me yeah, big fat drug. ass. Big fat ass definitely does not fit your physique, Vine. Like you are a big. No, head yeah, but a big yeah, head yeah. wouldn't either. Well, no shit. That's the whole point of it. But yeah, that's why I'll take big fat ass. <laughs> okay. Like I'm talking big head. Like I know what sisters you're talking about. What? Well, these big heads, big foreheads, sisters. Oh, I got it. No, no, my thought was uh, a little bit crueler than that, and I'll tell you off air. But you can uh, do. You can go to private chat and tell me. So I can giggle. Put it in the chat. I don't remember his last name, but uh, it's from elementary school, and I'll see if this does the trick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, definitely uh, big ass. Then I'm going yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, listeners or watchers, that's totally relatable. You're not in the private chat. And, uh, that's not going to make the show ever. No, so. no, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, would you rather have no front teeth or a face tattoo? Can the tattoo be of anything I want it to be? No front teeth because I can get dentures or something or like a. Oh, that's you a work. You got to live without that's the teeth. Bullshit. You got to like, you got to go. What? You're a meth head and you've made some bad choices and you either lose your teeth or you get a face tattoo. Like a big one, noticeable. Yeah. I'm just gonna get a. Yeah, I'll go face that. Just gonna get Irene's titties, no. just like right here, <laughs> right over the eyes. Yeah. I'm gonna That's go. What I'm gonna that. get just little nipples. <laughs> Give me the graphic. face tattoo. Very graphic. Fuck. Yeah, very graphic. Uh, no, I'm going no teeth. Just close your mouth. Uh, ha- would you rather know how you die or when you die? When I think how I die because how I die would give me an indication as to when. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna defeat faith now? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking I will break the universe in the very time space fabric. See, I know how I'm gonna die. I just I, I like to know. Yeah, diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just gonna die between your mother's fucking thighs and just suffocation. <laughs> okay. when I mean yeah. that ass. Uh, I'm gonna go how. I'm gonna go. How as well. Uh, <laughs> let's go over with. Uh, how, would you rather uh, know how the world be? These are real deep. Know how the world began or how the world ends? Began. How it began. 
I'd be a fucking millionaire. Billionaire. Trillionaire if I knew how the fucking world began. You wouldn't know how to monetize that shit. Yeah, you no wouldn't know what to do with it. Way. No way. That's like uh, uh, Nate Bargazzi is a uh, stand-up comedian. Bargazzi, Bargazzi, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. He's got a joke. He's like, if I thought about time travel. If I went back in time to like Revolutionary War and I had a cell phone, I would just like be a guy in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, what's that? It's like, it's a cell phone. It's like, how does it work? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking thing in the sky and fuck. <laughs> Someone just hit him over the head with a hammer and take it. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I think I'd go with how the world ends. Now, you'd really be rich if you know how the world ends. No, nah, it's going to be after your lifetime. Yeah, but you can weigh in that. Yeah, I don't know. Pussy I don't behind know you. Is that a pussy behind you? What's that? No, no, no. That's a, that's a pooch. No, that's a pooch. Would you rather travel anywhere for free or <laughs> eat anything for free? Eat Bobby, anything for free. Oh, damn it, Bobby, first. Damn it. No, travel we... anywhere for free yeah no doubt about but that. I, it, your mother doesn't charge for that ass eating i was just all right so quota uh <laughs> would you rather listen to an annoying person's problem this is a good one would you rather listen to a, an annoying person problem abquits or deal with a crying baby all night this is very uh topical for you and i vine and i've been dealing with the same crying baby for three nights by myself which is why i'm really on edge Oh, now it's coming out. I can have compassion for a baby, but for some annoying cunt, no. Give me the baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That was an easy one. Uh, would you? This is a tough one. Would you rather forget who you are or forget who everybody else around you is? Forget everyone else who around me is. Again, very predictable for... <laughs> it's easy. These are layups. Self-centered cunt, that is right. Yeah, this is easy. That's tough. Like, if you forget... If you forget who you are, so I know who everybody is. Then you guys, but then you guys could tell me about me. Easy. Yeah, so. we could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head just went to a lot of places we can't talk about on live. No, you can do private chat. Just start writing a book. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah that's what I, I think i was thinking the same thing god simple minds we're so dumb this is the private chat's gonna ruin the show let me ask not to do this next week like, <laughs> anyway uh it's not even that funny but it's very funny. it's very funny uh would you rather shit your pants every day in secret or piss your pants every day in public shit my pants in secret uh, clean up <laughs> yeah i mean that's easy they just, either nobody knows or people know well, do you care what people think, or would you rather clean up a, a pants full of shit every day? Pants full of shit every day. Well, I just stop wearing pants at, in and privately because I know I'm going to shit myself, so I'll, <laughs> I'll curb that problem. So then the shit will just come right out. Uh, I'm going to go wear a diaper. I'll wear a diaper. I'll wear a diaper. I'll wear a diaper when I'm private in the situation solved for. Done. Well, it's not private. It's just that nobody knows. Well, you said whether you take a shit privately, so that means by by yourself. No, in, no, you gotta uh, listen to the said, question, Vine. Jesus, I said damn it. Anyway, either way, I'm going piss. Like you'll get over it. It's like, yeah, piss my pants again. <laughs> yeah, I'm handicapped. That's why I park yeah. in the handicapped spot. Yeah, you're talking about so you get benefits. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hmm. you already right. mentioned one earlier. Well, there you go. That was uh, simple for any of uh, anybody new watching this. That was about 
Welcome to the show, Simple Minds. <laughs> Simple Minds Point Show. Uh, we're going to end it on the simplest minds of the week, not named us, right after Ray gives us a wonderful segment break here. One second here. You stupid or something? Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. Stupid is, stupid does. Uh, working out the kinks. That's working all out the kinks. These are some. These are some good candidates to end the show with here on the simplest mind, simplest minds of the week. Yes. Um, I don't know if I want to start with this one. I'm going to start with uh, Derlin Roberts. Derlin Roberts is a woman. <laughs> You fucking cunt, Vine. You're a fucking cunt. Oops. Working out the kinks. Bobby's changed his name on the screen to Raise Fat. <laughs> Somebody running a washing machine? Yeah, it's your mother's ass. Damn it, right. Off the rails. Sorry. 112. We get past the hour mark and it just all goes downhill. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, Derlin Roberts. Uh, this woman is a... A signed language. I don't know how, what the exact title is. She's a sign language lady. She's the lady that does the sign the signs as someone speaking. You see it at concerts, the case at case. press conferences. This one was at a county sheriff's uh, press conference for a, a crime that was committed, and this woman's going nuts with the signs. Come to find out, she's faking all of them. Not a she. She's not a sign not a sign language expert. Doesn't know how to do it. And even the the funnier part is. It's not the first time she's been caught faking sign language. She's had multiple jobs as a sign language lady where she was uh, caught, charged for fraud, and keeps getting these jobs. I ask you, well, this quote's pretty funny. One of one, one person said who knew sign language said she was waving her arms like she was singing jingle bells out there. <laughs> the chief, the chief, when asked about it, I don't know if he was the chief, but um, the guy that took responsibility. I've never commented on this. Yeah, I was gonna say Bobby's Bobby didn't even know about this. Yeah, apologies. A uh, different chief uh, said when asked about it that we just didn't ask ask enough questions. I guess the, the, she was a hell of an interviewer. Who's the simpler mind here? The the people that continue to hire this woman or the woman who thinks people that, that hired her? People that hired her for sure. I don't know. Like it takes a special breed to continue to go be a fake slant. One how time, much, how much is she getting paid though? How much how do you, paid? How do you confirm is, is one knows rate? sign language if you don't know sign language? I mean, I guess you I just gotta be there's gotta be some you, you just check. You bring in a deaf person? Hey, hey, Harold, yeah. Harold, 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 come Harold over can't here. Hear you, man. Is this sign language? I think if I was put in charge too high, I would just say I'm not qualified for this. I don't know sign language. Either I gotta learn some or Bring someone in. Yeah, it's the people that hire. They're dumb. They're dumb. There's a dumber of the dumbs. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of dumb, here's a quick one. Uh, this should this could have belonged in the NBA bitching category. Um, I really just wanted to talk about this because I know how much the youths the youths really anger Ray, the uh, the younger generation and the lack you of the youths anger Ray. Work ethic. DeAndre Ayton, center for uh, the Trailblazers, missed a game the other week because it was icy. Stayed in his house because the roads were icy. Where the rest <laughs> of his team, who also lives in the same city, got to the stadium, DeAndre Ayton uh, couldn't make it. The roads were icy. You know how I feel about the people that live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't like them. I hate them. I wish they would detach the them. Thing, I would give he them the was can. allowed to miss the game? Like well, he was allowed to? No, he probably got no, fined. No, he just didn't show up. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just cool. didn't go. When they asked why, he said, the roads are icy, coach. Oh, my 
What a bitch. Okay, uh, last two here. You pick which one. You which one you want to go? You want to go CTE or diaper spa? The C. Oh, the diaper, diaper spa. spa. The diaper spa is way better. Diaper spa. <laughs> the diaper spa is a real thing. Diaper spa in New Hampshire. Uh, here's the headline. Get out of here. Confirmed that Ray's been there. Yep. Diaper spa in New Hampshire catering to adults with trauma raises eyebrows and concerns. A new spa is raising eyebrows in southern New Hampshire. Uh, shout out. Woo woo. Uh, diaper spa website listed as the quote only physician owned diaper spa in the world you don't say <laughs> uh it says it's the open to quote all diaper wearing individuals who seek acceptance respite and care here you go vine you know, this could be you uh in your secret pooping uh, decor the space is decorated to look like a baby's nursery complete with small beds toys and folded diapers service includes adult diaper adult baby slash diaper lover nursery spa care whatever that is therapeutic support and life coaching and a 24-hour stay called the diaper bnb all clients are required to wear adult diapers uh I'll read the last quote here colin and murphy the owner murphy of the owner of the spa said the spa and services are non-sexual and they do not cater to any fetish but instead are catered to individuals looking to regress and heal. Quote, it helps them process whatever trauma it was. A lot of times in a childhood trauma when they are uh, were in diapers or just getting out of diapers and they want to feel that safety that they had before. Uh, one thing for the listeners that are new to the show, we all grew up in New Hampshire, so now you will know a little bit more about what you're dealing with. Ray still lives in New Hampshire. Is the only state that has this, and Raymond still lives there. In a town near where this spa currently resides. How does he yeah. keep changing his name? Ray goes to diaper spots. That's uh can neither be confirmed nor denied. Ray, yeah. does this interest you at all? No. These people are freaks. <laughs> hey man, they have trauma. Yeah. Uh speaking of trauma, lastly on the list, Antonio Brown and Chandler Jones, two certified whack jobs themselves, are starting a podcast or claim to be. The podcast is simply called CTE. Uh their quote is people say we have CTE. CTE is not real. We don't believe in CTE. We're going to start a podcast talking about CTE. Interesting. I love these guys. That, I'm, I'm sure it's going to go swell. That shit needs to happen. Yeah. That's that needs to happen. This has been the Simmons Sports Show, our first live edition. Hope you enjoyed it, Ray. Thanks for all the wonderful producing. Uh, Bobby, a pleasure as always. Looking for that fathead in the mail. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.